Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, June si- June second, June sixth. I'm I'm putting us way earlier in the summer, um, but we're here, and uh, guys, ball baseball still playing. Get get to keep saying that uh, every every Sunday, and it feels good. Yeah. Um. So let's let's get right into it. Um. Friday. Well, first of all. First NCAA tournament appearance since 2005 for Vol Baseball. Um, it looked like the, the lots were a little bit too big for them on Friday. Um, they faced Liberty, who they beat earlier in the year back in February, um, and lost that game 1-6. to six. Um, The only real run that they got was a home run from Evan Russell late in the game. And then yesterday, played an elimination game against UNC Wilmington. Um, won that game 10-3, to just kind of jumped on them early um, and never looked back. Ricky Martinez was a hero in that one. He was 3-for-4 with two RBIs. And then uh, Connor Pavoloni, um late in the game, had a grand slam, and that was his only hit of the game. The game, But he had those four RBIs. Um, so, and that one was absolutely crushed. Yeah. Off the bat, I don't know why the center fielder moved, but he really didn't have to. It was gone. <laughs> Um, he he gave that like light jog that coaches like to see. Like, yeah, give you a little bit of effort. Yeah, because if it's not gone, you're in trouble. So he he gave that minimal effort. Whereas like I mean I I wanted to catch it. Right. Yeah, didn't really under. I mean whatever. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he made the coaches happy. I, right. I give him that. exactly. Um, then today you faced Liberty again, an elimination game, and um, jumped on him early. Um, <clears throat> he got later in the game. It was tied three to three. Um, they switched pitchers up and brought in their All-American closer to face Andre Lipsius, and Lipsius made them pay. Took the All-American off the scoreboard in left field, a no-doubter to make it 5-3. to um, <clears throat> They're able to get another run back in the next inning, um, and then Tennessee led 5-4 to going into the bottom of the ninth. And uh, Tennessee had their closer, Redmond Walsh, who um, gave up a single and then a bump for a hit. And then he walked a batter to load the bases with no outs. So you're thinking, crap. Yeah. And then it got worse. Um, Tennessee or Redmond Walsh hit the next batter to bring in the game time run. And so still you have bases loaded, no outs. But guess what? Redmond Walsh has ice in his veins, gets a line out to the first baseman, um, and then gets a weak ground ball right back at him. And then they turn the one, two, three double play to end the inning. And then um, Andre Lipsius again gets on base. And uh, with two outs, the freshman, Jake Rucker, the hero, comes in, singles to left, brings in Lipsius. Tennessee leads. And then the bottom of the 10th, Revenant Walsh just slammed the door. And that was all she wrote. So that's why Tennessee finds themselves. I wouldn't say in the driver's seat, but I, I feel like they have some confidence. They have faced elimination twice um, and ha- have overcome that, and now they face elimination two more times. Yeah. If they win today. Right. Yeah. So they're going to win today, and then they'll face uh, UNC um, again tomorrow to see who goes to the Super Regionals. Yeah, I definitely like – you mentioned the confidence. Um, the way you ended that Liberty <clears throat> game, obviously you were able to go um, – beat UNC Wilmington, which was nice. And then the way you ended that Liberty game, I feel like 
probably a, a good way to end it going into UNC. Yeah. I, you know, maybe it gives you a little bit of uh, uh, energy and a little, you know, a little bit of urgency uh, being close and having to go to extra innings. Thankfully, just one extra inning. You didn't kill yourself. And, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully that carries over to tonight. Hopefully the double doubleheader isn't too much too much weight on us. Yeah. So, no, There's just some dogs on this team. They want to play. Jake Rucker. I think it was Ricky dog. Martinez said there's a lot of guys on this team that just want to keep wearing Tennessee. So, yeah. want to keep wearing uh, that I Tennessee mean, there's a lot of fight and grit in this team, and I think Tony Vitello has done a great job of instilling that into his players. Um, and I think he recruits those, those kind of players. Alex Solara, you look at him. Uh, Ricky Martinez, like you said. Jake Rucker, the hero today. The, the freshman coming up. Tie game. Extra innings. Elimination game with two outs. And just has a great swing and, you know, drives one to left field to bring in the game-winning run. You, you can't ask much more of this team. Um, you know, we are talking about just getting to Hoover. Um, and now we're, we find ourselves in the regional final in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So, what a season. Hopefully it keeps going. We'll see here in about 30, 40 minutes. Um, this is what Tennessee's made of. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh... – you mentioned you got you can't only you don't just have to win this game you got to win uh, the next one and they both are unfortunately elimination games um, so obviously very important that you win them uh, yeah. and go play in Atlanta maybe and another short draw another very uh, easy traveling distance for volunteer fans yeah I'm not really sure where it will be at um, I know Georgia Tech won their elimination game today um, so they'll face Auburn I think later on today so we'll see kind of where that. Heads. I'm not really sure if the national seed doesn't advance where it actually goes. Yeah. Um. Almost. I, I read something about it. The two teams will bid on where to have it. Interesting. And I also saw where there was a neutral site. Also. So I'm not sure. I have no clue. If somebody could tell me that, that'd be great. Let me know. And then I'll. <laughs> if you know, just yeah. Add it in the comments. I'll try to yep. try to multitask. I, again, I'm not the greatest at it, but I'll give you my best effort. That's for sure. A for effort, um, A for effort, definitely. I, I, I can, I can put forth effort. It's not always the best effort, but it's effort. Don't worry about that. Dogs. Um, yes, yeah, so we want to see him advance. Um, that 2005 team got all the way to the College World Series. Wouldn't that be fun to do again? Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. I can't. Was it Tom? I can never pronounce his last name. I'm gonna try it. He talked about how much fun it was to be a part of that. Like a, oh, yeah. a team that goes that far and then just a baseball is kind of a different sport. So it's very different. And he, he had a long tweet, maybe like a Twitter thread about it. And it was very interesting to read just cause it's not, it doesn't get the same attention. Um, March madness gets, or, you know, the college ball playoff or BCS games, but yeah. it's, it's definitely still quite, quite the ride. I mean, I, I was looking at Tennessee's 2005 team. Um, and then I immediately thought about the MVP baseball 06 where, you know, that first college baseball game that they came out with were was great, by the way. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah, it was a great game. And that team was actually – that 2005 team was a team you played with in that game. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. it had J.P., Aaron Sebia, um, Julio. Whoa, 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 whoa. First baseman number 34. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah the, there was no lightness in that game. <laughs> and then Chase Headley. Who recently, I think he retired from, but had a long career in the in the majors. 
Yeah. And now he's done. So that that's a long time ago. Did you use Tennessee every time, or were you like me and just played with the best team? Oh, Tennessee was like ranked like ninth. I if think I if I if I remember correctly from that game, I think it was Baylor and Rice were really good on that game. Rice and I played with them all the time. Texas was good. They were on the cover, so they obviously had to be good. <laughs> um, who else was good? Clemson was good. I, I, Miami and North Carolina, I think, were all good. There was a lot of a lot of the ACC teams were really good. And then you had some SEC teams also. I, I hate that we had to play at an ACC opponent. <clears throat> like, when I think about it, God, it pisses me off. I feel like those are the two conferences right now that are, like, battling for supremacy in oh, yeah. most sports. Right. So, that that's why it makes me mad. No other reason than that. But I'm interested to see kind of where Tennessee stands after this MLB draft. I'm wondering who goes and who stays. I think the probably two guys that are for sure – would be Andre Lipsius and Garrett Stallings. Other than that, I mean, Andrew Schultz probably because he throws 100 miles an hour. Um, but other than that, Ricky Martinez might go. He, he's great defensively. Um, other than that, I, I just think Tennessee returns most of everybody. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, you're going to lose your ace. You're going to lose your best hitter. Um, we, we've talked about this pretty much since the beginning of this year. It's like – it's really – it's one of those things that's like bittersweet kind of deal. You want an experienced older team that's played a lot, but it's also cool that you have these young guys that most of them will return, and so they're getting that experience that they wouldn't normally get. Yeah. Um, so that that is nice. And I mean, we talked about last year. You had a bunch of uh, a bunch of freshmen, especially that uh, uh, bullpen was pretty young. Mm-hmm. And now they're still young, but they got a ton of experience last year. That's obviously helping them. Yeah. Somewhat this year. The postseason's a different story. Postseason, there's no one on this team with postseason experience, um, and it's a new ball game. Uh, they seem to, in the last two days, seem to have at least mm-hmm. found some kind of rhythm and maybe shaken off some of those, uh, you know, tournament woes and kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess jitters. Hopefully that's the case. And, um, you again, confidence. Yeah. And won, won a lot of confidence. You're talking about that bullpen. Um those freshmen that came in the year before this. Um, and Garrett Crochet was part of that. And speaking of dog, that man had a broken jaw yeah. two weeks ago. Spitting out blood. In, yeah. And wanted to go back in. Um, so he, he's back and he's throwing well. He, he threw well today. He threw well yesterday. Um, so hopefully we're able. And he's projected, if he has a season they think he's going to have next year, he'll be a, a first-round pick in next year's draft. There you go. So, there you go. big time. Definitely. Speaking of players not returning, Jordan Bone. Jordan Bone. Ha- bitter, bittersweet is the word to use. It is awesome to see him get a chance. I think we kind of – I think we said he was probably one of the more NBA-ready guys and just uh, – Yeah. Just in terms of kind of how and how his game would translate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we, I think he was the guy – I know I said, and I think you even said it, the day they announced that they were going to put their name in the draft and, you know, test the waters, we were both like, he's gone. Yeah. Like, Grant Williams, we felt like had a chance just because of, you know, how his game might translate. And then just the way Jordan Bones kind of – he never was on campus working out. Uh, He was always, you know, Mm -hmm. in Nashville or wherever. And uh, it just felt – like he was, his time had come to an end, and I don't think he like he holds ill feelings towards Tennessee at all. I don't no. think that has anything to do with it. Um, it just felt like he was ready to leave, and yeah. um, I think his game will translate really well. I think he's one of the better guards in the draft, and 
definitely one of the fastest um, and one of the more natural athletic ones, naturally athletic ones. Um, but it does suck. I feel like he just improved every game he was at Tennessee. Uh, so it would have been nice to see where we do with him next year. There's plenty to replace him, though. Yeah, I think as soon as the NBA combat, combine started um, and he was – Number one at his position in like basically everything. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, he's probably gone. That man is um, a goner. <laughs> but I think a lot of like leaving early has to do with money. I, I think yeah. it's you get money for playing in the NBA. You don't in college. But what if you did get a little bit of money in college? Do you think that would change his decision at all? I I think it would definitely make you weigh more options. Look at uh, R.J. Uh, Hampton. Yeah. Um, he was, I, I don't know what his contract looks like, but mm-hmm. it can't be making a ton of money right. um, in a New Zealand basketball league. Um, but it, it also, another thing that affects it, is, at least for uh, R.J., was one of his things was like he, he doesn't have to do the school stuff. You know, when you're in school, which I mean some of the guys, they, they realize the degree is invaluable. Um, they're, they probably will need it farther down the line. Um, but for him, it was, he got to be in the gym all day, uh, or however much he needed and mm-hmm. you know, be in the gym. He, um, it was basketball and he was kind of, you know, and he got the opportunity to make money right out of college and he didn't feel like it affected his NBA draft stock. Um, so I think in college, you know, one of the things I think money will fix a lot of that. Yeah, I do. And, um, and especially if you're able to start paying guys that maybe need to stay in school longer. It just helps them. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, you can't pay them a lot. It's not possible. But if you're able to uh, pay the guys that are, you know, probably not going to make a career of the NBA or a long career in the NBA, now you're just helping the athletes that are coming through either your um, your uh, school programs or your guys that are your employees of the NBA. You're just helping those guys out. Yeah, I, I would like for them to just get like if it was just. It wasn't the actual university paying them. It was like, okay, you have the ability to go get paid for signing autographs. Um, uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Making money like, off your likeness. Right. Yep. I, I feel like that would be ideal. And I, I don't know Jordan Bone personally, so I don't know if that had a huge factor. But I, it, it makes me wonder, like, if that was different. I mean, you got, still be at I, I mean, you've got to assume that was part of the role. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's just – because when you think about it, it's a, it's a easy. You go, you get paid to play basketball, yeah. what you love to do, or you come back to Tennessee, which you love as well, but you have to go through school, which if you like school, you're weird. <laughs> no offense to anybody who does like school. But you're weird. But yeah, you're weird. But I, yeah, I mean, it's so many things I think played into it. And he played some of his best basketball at the end of the year. So the last time uh, NBA scouts watched him, he was at his he was at his best, and I think that's going to play a big role in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of things played into the Jordan Bone decision. Money, I, you just have to. It's got to be a, money was a, a factor, no matter what he says or anyone else says. Money. I'm not saying it was the deciding factor, but it was a factor, um, and probably a larger factor, more than likely. Um, but you, I haven't seen where he's going to fall in the draft. I imagine there's a good chance he sneaks into the second round. Yeah. Um, he is a shorter guard, but I think his speed and uh, his ability to elevate definitely he's helps offset that a little than bit. I thought he was. <clears throat> he, he's still shorter, but yeah. And his, his wingspan is pretty good too. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of length. So I thought he was like six one, but they have him listed as six three. I don't know if that's, was that his, is that helping or hurting? I don't know. 
Really? 6'3"? Was that like his NBA or was that like the UT Sports? <laughs> that's So that's ESPN. Um, has him listed at 6'3". I don't know. I don't I know. To, what I need his, to see the NBA one. Because I don't know what his actual The one. NBA one humbled Grant Williams quite a bit. His was like 6'. One of them was like 6'6". Six, six, and like a third. And then I saw one that was like six seven and a couple inches. Yeah, so one had him listed at like six five and then it was like six seven with he's six seven with shoes. Okay. I so, thought I saw one that was like that was pretty not I think he's always been listed at six eight, right? Yeah, something like that. And then I think I saw one that was like closer to that, like six seven and you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh yeah, like a quarter of an inch or something like that. And I was like, Oh well that one's I don't know. That one's friendly. I really hope Jordan Bone doesn't regret that decision. I don't think he will. I I, I want him to get drafted. So if he doesn't get drafted, I feel like it'll be kind of like, oh, crap. Right. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It, I mean, it definitely depends on where he goes as well. Um, but Tennessee loses that 13.5 points per game, 5.8 assists, assists per game, and 3.2 rebounds per game. So that's that's big shoes to fill next year, especially for a freshman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with all this talk, we've got some uh also retiring players leaving yeah. Tennessee programs. Unfortunately, too early. Right. So you have tied in James Brown um retiring, and then you also have Darren Kirkland Jr. retiring. Um I think both of them dealt with injuries while they're at Tennessee, but you know Darren Kirkland Jr. is one that you know played as a freshman, looked like he was going to be a star at Tennessee, and it just injuries tam- uh, hampered that. And um, when he came back, he was going to transfer, came back, just wasn't the same player no. um, that he was before then, before his injury. Um, so hate that for him, you know. Wish him the best. It seems like Jeremy Pruitt really liked Darren Kirkland Jr. Um, you know, he wasn't the same player, but he, he liked kind of his um, mentality. He, he liked his leadership ability, and I think that's the biggest thing that got him on the field last year. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of lack of, de- of depth there as well, but it, it seems like he was a leader on that defense, and that's what got him on the field. Yeah, I hate to see those guys go. And, and one thing I want to talk about, kind of just touch on, um, and uh, David, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Ubin from The Athletic yeah. tweeted it. I mean, how often have you seen players retire this early due to things that, you know, weren't head injuries? Yeah. And, I mean, it's a good point. And there were a lot of guys that just had really, it seemed to be bad nagging injuries while Butch Jones was here. And a lot of that, people blame on the um, the training program, the strength and conditioning program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of people, have, I think, question just how much can you love football when kind of what was being said around the program, if that's true. Yeah. So that's, you know, that that's unfortunate. And you, you hope a lot of these guys still love football. Um, and I think someone even said Dar- Darren Kirkland Jr. has a lot going for him outside of football. Yeah. And so that's good. That's a positive thing. Um, but hopefully – the guy's been playing the sport for, you got to assume, at least eight years, probably yeah. longer, mm-hmm. but at least eight. And um, you, you just hope you don't leave the game and uh, forever because of whatever happened in those few years. Jeremy Pruitt said that there will be a job for him in that um, department. 
I mean, if I, he wants it. Yeah. I mean, so that that's that's good to see. I mean, that's that's a lot coming from, you know, I wouldn't say he quit, but he retired. Yeah. So I mean, he's done playing. He, you're done playing football for he, that coach, and for that coach yeah. to come out and say there's a job waiting for him, and um, that's awesome to see. Yeah, and he and he's done before his eligibility, which which is tough. But I mean, it's obvious the coaching staff and Coach Pruitt think highly enough of him to say mm-hmm. say say that about him. Yeah. So I mean, th- there was going to be some competition there at, at linebacker this year with, um, you have Will Ignat, JJ Peterson, um, Batuli's there. You know, you have a lot of. Henry Tuozo is another one. Kavaris Crouch. So there, there's a ton. There's not a ton. There's some depth there this year where, um, you know, maybe getting him on the field wasn't going to be as easy as it was last year. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, speaking of football, there's already been some football news. And a lot of people have been like, I mean, just how – somebody mentioned to me this week about how – they're kind of already sick of the football talk. And I was like, it's only June and it's going to get worse. Oh like they're God. sick of the overreacting it never about stops. football stuff, football stuff. And I was like, I mean, this is our first time, first few weeks in a while where there's just been nothing going on. I know baseball's going on, but the realist, realist, realistic point of view is just not a ton of people. Uh, follow vol wise follow baseball yeah. right now. Hopefully that changes with what Tony Vitello is doing. So a lot of people still want to talk football, and even if baseball is real popular, people are going to talk uh, football. In uh, March, Tennessee was filling Thompson Bowling with twenty-one thousand people every night, every other night, still talking football. So it's just going to happen. It'll never stop. And what really kind of spiked a lot of that is uh, TV times for the first three weeks have been announced. Yeah, Georgia State three thirty game. How do you feel about that? I like it. I do. I do. You don't have to wake up too early to start the you know to start the year, and uh, you know kind of eases you into tailgating. Yeah, you you can get there at a comfortable like eleven, and then you, twelve. When you go home, if you win, you go out like it's not too late. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, hopefully, win that game. I mean, it might be one of those games. What game was it that? It was a homecoming last year where we were just pissed that we were even in the stadium. Who we play? Is it? It wasn't Charlotte. You didn't see Charlotte, was it? Was it? I don't remember. Anybody know the homecoming? I think it was. Is it UNC Charlotte? And I I mean, I about cried as we sat up there and we had to watch that thing. It was terrible. I mean, it yeah. was just bad football. It wasn't UTEP. UTEP was at the first of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty it was, sure it was, it was UNC early Charlotte. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, that makes it even worse. But I don't know how, but it does. <laughs> but, yeah, that one was uh, terrible to sit through. So, hopefully, Georgia State isn't the same. Um, hopefully you do get to go out after that would be ideal, but I like that. Three, I like the three thirty time. It will be hot cause it is August. It'll be very hot. hot. That means you just get to drink water or other things. Water. Maybe. Make, make sure you bring water. There might be other things to drink. There will be at the tailgate. Oh yeah. There might be at the game. I don't yeah, know. I, I was talking about the game. We'll have water at the tailgate. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll, we'll actually, since it's a three thirty kickoff, we'll actually have water in the water cooler this time instead of something else. <laughs> so we'll we'll bring water, and then um, September seventh, you got BYU at seven. Heck yes, man! I'm pumped. The Mormons are coming. I'm pumped. I think that's gonna be a fun game for a Saturday night in Neyland. That, that's gonna be a real fun game. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. I I think it's it's kind of a it's your out of conference like opponent that you're not gonna face a lot, um, and it's like a are they in the Pac-12? No, they're in like the. 
So it's not a Power 5. MWC. Right? Not, yeah. I don't think they're MAC. Mountain West. Are they? They're Mountain West. Mountain West, yeah. Is that MWC conference? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they are. Okay. They're not Power 5 now. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's still like a bigger... Right. They're bigger a, name They're team. a well-known opponent. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're... I think they've technically won a national championship. Because <laughs> I think people were making fun of uh, Vandy for... No, they're independent. Oh, are they? Yes. They have been in the WAC. They were in the Mountain West till 2010. Yeah. There you go. Learn something every day. Good for them. Absolutely. And then you get Chattanooga at 12. So, another oh, game. That, that sucks. It, it is. I'm not a big noon game fan. A, a noon game fanner. Fan? Noon game? I don't know how to say that. Noon game fan? Um, fan of noon games. <laughs> yeah, they're the But the, the good worse. news about noon games, mimosas at the tailgate. So, that's good. Let us know in the comments or tweet. At least it's whatever. not dead August. No, it's at least not. it's getting into sep- it's getting a little cooler. Yeah, you would hope, hopefully. But uh, let us know in the comments or tweet at us. Tell us what you think about the schedule. Um, I like the schedule as a whole for the year. I think it's um, it eases up for us a little bit this year with uh, the Mississippi State game. Um, uh, but you also get you know some tough a tougher opponent in BYU where like it's not West Virginia tough, but it's like it'll challenge you a bit. Right. So I like that game in terms of what we need where we're at as a program right now. Um, I think it'll be good for us. So let us know what easy, you, but easier. So bless up. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the game times. Let us know what you think about the games. Um, cause we haven't really talked about the schedule a whole lot. We did like a way too early prediction a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we, we, we did that. Um, Knox tennis asked, is it too early to get a read on this football staff ability to develop players? Y- yes. I think, yeah. I think this year can be a big determining factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it seems like they've done a decent job in some positions yeah. and others. So I think it's early, but we can. I think I can confidently say this at the, at the moment. I think they've done a good job of developing players uh, at certain positions, not so good at others. Um, I think at uh, in the secondary, you've developed several players. I think you also got more talent there this year. It was young talent, but it was talent. Yep. But you did a pretty good job of developing. Um, I thought our running backs were really talented, but I thought you also had a lot of depth there this year. Um, so that was good to see. Um, I mean, other position, offensive line. I just hate to judge a staff on this offensive line at the moment. I really do. Yeah. Um, when you look at that, I think you have to say they did a really poor job at the moment. But I also think it's a little unfair. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, and then I think linebackers. I think I expect more. I, I don't know if they did, if they'd done poor last year, but I definitely expect more. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you feel. I, I mean, I expect more from. Kind of every position, right. especially especially quarterback. Uh, I feel like that has to get better. This year, I think you have a hopefully a better developer there. Yeah. So. You, you got somebody who's kind of overseeing the whole offense without having to coach one main position. So I, I think you have kind of a supervisor and you have everybody else kind of coaching there. Yeah. So I think the whole offense as a whole should, should be better. I think Jeremy Pruitt, you're going to see him more on that defensive side of the ball. So you expect that to be better as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think every position should be better. Right. Um, I, I want to see the, the offensive line intrigues me a little bit because you're probably going to have two freshman offensive linemen. Yeah, starting so, day one. Yeah, so I mean they're they're coming in, and I, I feel like they're going to have freshman mistakes at right. first. But I, I want to see them at the end of the year. Is is that group a lot better from the start to the finish? Right, right. Because it, it's. In the past couple of years, it's been consistently bad. 
or it's gotten worse because of injury. Right. So I want to see if it if it's better. I feel like you have a good idea of what this staff can do with player development. Absolutely. So I I think it's a little too early, but I think our assessments were also fair. Um, so at the end of next year, uh, Knox Tennis, maybe we'll sit down and talk some more about that. Soldier Boys Flow. I like that at name, Soldier Boys Flow. Also said, I think eight wins is feasible. So that's about our schedule. Um, I don't know how to say this correctly. Eight wins is definitely feasible. I will be very happy with eight wins right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and you I wouldn't th- put money on it. No. And I think eight wins is way more likely if you get to a bowl game. Like yeah. seven and five to finish mm-hmm. the year, get that bowl game win over a crappy Big Ten team. Yep. I think it's definitely possible. Um, we talked about it last week. If we get eight wins, we'll be pretty pumped And um, in terms of where this program needs to get uh, in year three, year four. Um, so, yeah, eight wins is definitely feasible. It is feasible. Yep. But, uh, and I'd be, I'd be happy with it as well. I agree. I completely agree. Uh, so another thing I want to talk about, because you kind of mentioned it was the alcohol ban or the alcohol ban being lifted. I mean, one thing I'll say is I don't think it's a huge deal. Um, I don't know how, like where I stand on it. I mean, I guess it's good. I mean, I'm, People are going to drink either. If they're going to drink, they're going to drink. If they're not, they're going to not. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever's fine by me. You can just uh, make some money off of it. Right. I think one thing I will say is everyone's kind of like talking about how it'll be controlled and stuff. And, um, I mean, I don't think selling alcohol in stadiums is going to make it, the environment, more dangerous to anybody. Um, because, may I mean, maybe they'll get more, since they're selling it, they probably will get more strict and, you know, letting people sneak it in. Yeah, I mean they're already strict. I mean, I I don't know. I I know someone who has no problem. I have a friend. I mean, I guess it, it's it's where you put it. I don't put it anywhere I shouldn't. You got to be smart about where you put it. Yeah, I, I agree. But I mean, if you you look at Tennessee, you go through, they check every little bit of you. You go to Vanderbilt and you walk through with your hands up and walk her straight on in, dude. Vanderbilt was like. I was like kind of nervous because I took. I had a friend who yeah. took a lot of alcohol in there. They, they knew they knew what they were like getting themselves into going to that game. I don't know why we went to that game. Yeah, I don't know why a friend went to that game. Um, what did you time after? You got in, and I was like, my friend was freaking out about like where to put it because it was too much. You shouldn't have done it. And I was like, I'm like sweating a little bit. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to throw it away, or they're gonna tell me to go home, or something stupid like that. And I was like, I'm just gonna get unlucky on how this all takes place. And they were like, all right, go, like, scan your ticket. All right, have fun. Get your ass Walk kicked. In with your hands up. And, yeah, so that was. I was like, what just happened? Like, that wasn't even. And I've gone to UT, especially if you wear boots. I've never tried to sneak it in in boots if I wear them because I know, like, they're going to pack. Like, if you're wearing boots, that's the first signal to them. Like, yeah, that dude's sneaking in alcohol. And so they, like, pat you down there. So I've never put it in there. I won't tell you. You can, like, maybe DM me. I'll teach you my ways. I don't know. My friend's ways. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't. Maybe they'll be more strict now because they know they've got to make some money. I don't know. Or maybe they'll be less strict because they think people can just buy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I, I don't really think it'll be like, like I said, I don't think. I mean, they'll definitely be that drunk guy that gets hammered and talks crap to fans. Like that's just. But he'd probably do it anyway. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it's just gonna be the way it is. He's gonna be an ass whether he's drunk or not. Yeah. Um. Now that he's drunk, even if he doesn't cuss or like threaten you, you can get him kicked out because he's hammered now. Yeah. Like, even more hammer because he's paying 10 bucks for a Miller Lite, which is ridiculous. And oh, I'll yeah. probably do it. I was the first one to say, I'm not going to buy a beer if it's 10 bucks. 
It's going to be $10. Oh, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> so I'm not going to buy a beer. Yeah. I'm I, not going to buy a crappy beer for $10. I'd like to say I won't, but let's just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> Um, maybe I'll, I'll see. Here's the thing: I, was, I will have to like not bring my debit card with me to the games anymore, and just bring the amount of cash yeah, that I'll spend. spend. Okay, so smart. Maybe like a beer a quarter. No, that's too much. A beer a half. I don't know. Shoot, I'm gonna spend a lot of money this year. Yeah, you are. I can't go to basketball games. <laughs> like I can't. <laughs> At least like it's basketball games aren't as long. Yeah, but still, like football game, you're gonna spend a lot of money. I'm not. I'm gonna have to do something. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take twelve bucks cash with me. Get a get a coke and a smoky dog. That's it. Go on my way. Yep. Classic. Yeah. You're gonna- oh, and a bag of peanuts. What are those? Four bucks? Six? Six bucks? That's a so lot. Eighteen? Eighteen dollars? They're good though. They're worth it. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse peanuts. I'm telling you guys. You can just go on the floor of Texas Roadhouse and get you a handful before you walk. You don't. In. You don't pick up the peanuts. You're gonna eat off the floor. <laughs> you you just, good. You- no, they're usually already all those kids just, the just shell. Like, shove their hands in that barrel and just like throw them everywhere. I mean, that's true. And disgusting. Yeah. So not only are you eating peanuts on the floor, also that somebody's child, snotty nose child, has, has touched too. Yeah, so that's gross. That's pretty gross. Um, yeah, so, but recruiting news. Yeah. Of so first I'll go with basketball. So Oh, basketball recruiting news. Tennessee okay. gets another transfer. Um, and this time it's um, Oregon guard Victor Bailey Jr. He is a former four-star and a, a top 100 player in the country out of high school. He averaged 7.4 points per game last year as a sophomore at Oregon. Um, he's likely to sit a year, but it looks like Tennessee has a point guard that they can probably rely on um, after Jordan Bone left. So it doesn't look like you're going to get him next year unless something happens. Um, but it's awesome to see – Rick Barnes utilized the transfer portal. And I think it's a good thing. You you get guys that aren't straight off high school basketball. You you get guys with some experience. Yeah, absolutely. So. We talked about how uh, Rick Barnes is really utilizing that uh, transfer portal. Yeah. To his, uh, hopefully, to his, you know, to success. You want to flip this ba- baseball game on real quick? Yeah, I'm going to have to talk. Second. I'm going gonna... to have to say ESPN3. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's not on TV, guys. Uh, so hopefully you have uh, ESPN three here or ESPN plus, I guess. ESPN three. Um, but yeah, so go. I think it, I think it's a good thing you got to utilize that transfer portal, um, and then football recruiting. You have the summer enrollees are here, and big Darnell Wright Dude, has arrived. They're all big. There's so many big. Savion Williams came in wearing no sleeves, of course. Oh, yeah. He, um, he never wears sleeves. I guarantee you. No. There's no way. No. His arms are huge anyway. But he probably can't fit in sleeves. Knox Tennis wants us to go through UT's top eight rotation in the 1920 season. Top Talking a little basketball. Rotation. Oh, man. Talking a little basketball. Okay. Um I mean, well, I do have I do have some more football recruiting once you get a and chance. So let's let's talk some more. Let's talk about this football recruiting, and then we'll get to Knox Tennis's question. Gotcha. So Haynes King, um, a four-star quarterback, is a top quarterback in Texas. He has Vols in his top two, and he will take an official visit before making his decision. Um, he will officially visit Tennessee on June seventh. So it looks like Tennessee could possibly sign two top. 2020 quarterbacks. I don't know if that'll happen. I doubt it happens. Right. But you at least have options there. Yeah. And I mean, it just kind of shows it. Like, they're going to go after the best. The staff is going to, they're not going to settle yep. for 
for anything less. And, um, you know, if you're going to whiff, you're going to whiff on the best guys. And hopefully get some, if you do whiff, hopefully get the lower tier of the guys. But you're going after them. And I think we talked about that. This this staff doesn't shy away. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and then you have some in-state guys. Well, first, summer enrollees. Um, like I said, Darnell Wright is on campus. I ran into him at Walmart yesterday. Big dude. Getting stuff for his dorm. Um, yeah, big dude. If you follow me on Twitter, um, you can just see a little at Lambo underscore AV10. <laughs> follow Caleb as well. Um, can you can point out it? Yeah. Yeah. There it's, you go. Is it there? Remember. Yeah. I think it's just down. Um, oh, it's mirrored. Um, so yeah, just a big dude. Um, I actually saw him and my wife just went up cause she's crazy and doesn't <laughs> care. She's like, do you know who that is? So I was like, yeah, he's a recruit. And she just runs up to him. She's like, Hey, up. can my husband take a picture with you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> he was like, he was like, Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was like, what's up dude? <laughs> Sorry. My wife this is, is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, good dude. Um, from what little interaction I had with him, um, big dude. So can't wait. I think he officially is a starter, right? On campus, he's a starter. Surely, gotta be, gotta be. And Absolutely. then you have some um, top players in the state. Um, kind of narrowed down their top schools. So yeah, four star um, defensive end Tyler Barron. He's a number eleven player or number seven player in the state. His uh, his included Tennessee in his top eleven. Um, it looks like Tennessee is really high on him. He's from the Knoxville area now, from Innsworth, transferred to Knoxville Catholic, so right in our backyard now. And from the people that I've talked to that have seen him at camps, he's been like a top five guy at every single camp that he's been to. Yeah. Um, so super excited about his recruitment and where it plays off. It doesn't look like he's in any hurry to make a decision right now, but um, kind of one to keep an eye out for. And then Bryson Eason out of Memphis, um, he narrowed his down to the top eight, had Tennessee in it, and he's a number 11 player in the state at um, and is an inside linebacker. Um, another one of those Memphis guys that Tennessee's high on that um, – it's going to be a tough pool just because how far it actually is in Memphis. Um, Tennessee hasn't had much success there as of late. Um, but it looks like it, they're improving on that. Um, you know, they're they're really trying to hit that place hard because it's, it's a hotbed for talent. So they need to utilize um, those in-state guys if they can. Yeah, absolutely. And then another Knoxville guy, Elijah Young from our alma mater. South Go Bull. Keys. Go Keys. Um, he narrowed his to the top five, had Tennessee in it. Um, he's a number 13 player in the state and is an all-purpose back. Just a fast dude. I think he was at Alabama today and run a 4-4. Oh, yeah, 4-4. Dang, that's fast. He's had right out of the car, too. Yeah. So, that man ain't stretching. You, you need, need to stretch, Elijah. The man ain't stretching yeah. and still going and uh, absolutely tearing it up. Yeah, but that's awesome. So, we'll see kind of where his re- recruitment goes as well. Um, but that's all I got for recruiting. I'm sure we'll have more in the coming days, but that's all I got right now. There's a June is a big time for these um, early enrollees um, for early signing period for people to take their official visits. So kind of see how that plays out. Tennessee's got a lot scheduled in the month of June. Yeah, they do. Um, a lot of guys that will be here. Camps 
Camps, 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 camps. Camps. So, um, definitely an exciting time. Anything else for recruiting? I don't. No. You want to talk about uh, Knox Tennis's question? He asked if top eight. I don't know what your top eight is right now. Um, I think that'll be kind of tough to gauge because you're also going to see if some guys get uh, um, get eligible and get you know eligible right away because you have two guys uh, transferring in that I think you just assume aren't eligible but could make an immediate impact if they were. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, not eligible currently. You still looking for the game over here? Um, I mean, I think you have to assume Josiah James starts day one, right? Oh, yeah, you got to. Uh, I feel like Jalen Johnson, maybe. DJ Burns. Jordan yeah. Bowden. I mean, these are guys I think are going to make an impact this year. I, and then, I mean, the way John Fulgerson finished the year at this point. Oh, the, yeah, top eight for at, sure. Well, at this point, if you when you look at the roster, who's in front of him? Yeah, I mean, you think he's a starter. Yeah. I, who? So, does Bowden – Continue to come off the bench and Lamonte Turner start. Does Lamonte start the year and Josiah James not in the top five at the beginning of the year? See, I have all three of them starting. You have all three of them starting, so Jalen Johnson's not in it? I would say he's off the bench. Say he's off the bench. Okay. That's I mean, fair. I guess I could switch that up. I guess it doesn't really matter of how much Bowden and Lamonte would play if they came off the bench. Right. But if I was just naming off starters, I would think they would start. Yeah. I, I think that's a safe assumption. And then probably and DJ and Fulgerson, right? Yeah, as of right now, and maybe Uros. But again, though, we haven't heard if he's going to be eligible. So right, yeah. That, so that's kind of, I think, one thing that affects that top eight rotation and can definitely have a bearing on, on what takes place. So. And then um, that uh, Oliver McCormick. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but the dude, he was from Finland um, and then came over to the States. Yeah. He might have – he might be one as well. Drew Pember might get playing time. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that anybody on this roster can get playing time. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. I want to see Zach Kent. Um, you know, it looks like he was going to be a role player for him last year and for whatever reason didn't. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's improved. We'll see kind of where that goes. Yeah, I, I think yeah. You heard last year before his injury that he he may be someone that makes an impact this year, and and he just never, never I guess got healthy or never got healthy enough to be yeah. that guy. Don't really know what happened there. Not real sure. So, um, of the weeks, of the weeks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go start. with my first one is Baylor's catcher Shea. Lingerlars. I don't know. I don't know how you say it. Um, but he had 11 RBIs. So it's a name you definitely want to get to know. <laughs> 11 RBIs for Baylor um, as they defeated Omaha in elimination game 24 to 6. I think he was 5 for 6 on the day. Um, so he set um, an NCAA baseball record with that, or a tournament record with that. Um, the previous record was. Uh, in 2018, by a Vanderbilt player, had 10 RBIs. So he broke to hear that 11 one. RBIs. He had to get that 11. 11 RBIs in a game. That's nuts. that's one of the more ridiculous things I've ever heard. In 24 to six in a baseball game. Yeah, that's stupid. That's poor other team. Yeah, can't imagine poor people. Can't imagine uh, dealing with that. 
that's bad. That'd be very demoralizing. Very demoralizing. Um, my most important of the week is uh, first off, my adult league team won the championship. Vestal FC forever. Go Vestal FC. So that's my first one. Um, my next one, I don't know if this is like, I mean, it's definitely most important, but it's got to be a fail for, I guess, all those NBA free throw uh, people who miss free throws. But um, somebody tweeted that they're, they said, my uncle blonde, y'all, and made a free throw on his first try. So why are you missing free throws? Yeah. Close your eyes, man. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's easier. I don't know. I don't usually shut my eyes before. I I don't free throw. I haven't shot a free throw in fifteen years. So oh, you don't, don't just go. Don't you don't go practice them. No, me either. I don't. I'm a man. So I shoot threes. So I shoot half court shots. I jack up threes and miss them. <laughs> it's exactly shoot threes and half court shots. It's exactly what I do. Um, yeah. So sorry. Most important. Hate to break your news. You have any more? Anymore. Um, got to go through all my screenshots here. See what I've got. That's how I keep, how I keep my most importance. Nice. Most importance. Um, so you don't have a separate folder. I don't have a separate folder. Me either. I just watch. Well, I do favorite them as I kind of go. I got a couple fails, and they actually both have to do with baseball. So yeah, I don't have any more most importance. So if you want to go for the fails, oh, actually, I didn't want to mention one. Ah, oh, me first for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so Kevin Na won his uh. Won on the PGA Tour last week, and he gifted his so he won a uh, 1973 Dodge Challenger and gifted it to his caddy. Nice. So uh, yeah, so I mean, gotta treat those caddies good. They help you win. I'm gonna go Lucky most caddy. important. Pascal Siakam for the Toronto Raptors having 32 points against the Warriors in Game One and led them to victory. I can't believe you didn't go with the Yankee uh, Sanchez with that. Throw oh, that, that hose is, from that the hose is, to second. Thank you for that. Because that, that was, is one of the most beautiful plays I've ever seen in my entire life. I guess I wasn't really listening to you. I heard you say Baylor catcher. And I just assumed you meant Yankee catcher. And I was like, yes. So that was Gary Sanchez picks a runner off, leading off from second, and it is the most beautiful play in baseball you'll ever see. I mean, because Sanchez gets off, kind of a rap being like just lazy. First there. off, that that runner had to just not be paying attention, right? That had to be part of it. Well, it was a set play because that's why Torres covered second. Right. So, it, I mean, it, it was a play in motion, but his pop-out time and just an incredible throw. Oh, yeah. I mean, it tag. still had to be so fast. Yeah. Like, everything had to be so fast. But, I mean, there's no there's, there shouldn't be a reason you're getting picked off in that position. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no matter what the catcher does. No. So, I mean, part of it was him being off, but most of it was the incredible play. Yeah. So. Beautiful. Fell a week. Fell the week. Brad Calipari <laughs> has entered the transfer portal from Kentucky. Nothing given. Everything earned. Yeah, so his... I guess he wasn't getting enough playing time. I guess not. I don't think he was ranked out of like high school, so... I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm going to go with definitely not ranked <laughs> yeah. out of high school. So I don't know where he would end up, but it's kind of sad, I guess. You go there because your dad's a head coach and you leave there... Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Sorry. Pretty rough. Good luck, Brad. Brad Chad Definitely. Definitely good luck. Um Fail the week. Fail the week. Gonna have to go with the TWSAA here. Ooh, that's a good one. Um suspending so I don't know if y'all saw the video, but good God, the and the coaches there's no reason to act like that unless the umpire like murdered your players. 
There's no reason to act like that. Um, just acts like a total moron, kicking dust at him, dirt at him for like three minutes. His players, his high school baseball players are pulling him back. Um, and then the TWSAA hands out a suspension that's a two-game suspension for the coach. Then they hand out a $4,500 fine to the program and a two-year postseason ban to the program. That sucks. Because of what the coach did. Yeah. Can you all, if you figure out what's wrong with that, he let got, me know. He got two games. He got two games. And then they said they couldn't punish school employees. But you suspended him two games. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then someone was like, well, aren't you still sus- uh, punishing the coach or the team and the program if you suspend the coach for games? Yeah, but you're not keeping the kids' ability to, away to win a championship. Like, they could still yeah. technically go win a championship. Right. Now they don't even – now their season's over after senior night. Their postseason. Like, they have no chance at postseason. Yeah, and it wasn't like it was a, a scandal from the whole program. It was literally just the coach acting like Yeah, manager. which I have a problem with, like, the way they handled the uh, Powell thing. Like, I don't know if they got more than a one-year postseason ban, but, like – you don't really do much to the coach at all. You just – how many players on that PAL team either knew he would be ineligible or just went and, like – or were, like, even – even yeah, even knew he was ineligible. They probably didn't. They, like they, they probably told the first game, like, yeah, he's eligible. He's all good. Yeah. They're not in there forging the paperwork or whatever mm-hmm. they had to do. Yep. So I have a problem with the way they handled that one. It's not as big of a deal because at least, like you said, it was kind of a program thing, so that's not as big of a deal. But, what you know, what coaches – how much trouble did the coach get in? He's still coaching there. Yeah, he's still getting paid. He so, may he, it maybe made him pay the fine, but I don't think that was a. I think it's like 150 bucks a game for that for playing an an ineligible player. And if you didn't know he was ineligible, then fair. But again, you're punishing the wrong people at that point. Yeah. So I I don't know. I've got a, I've got a problem with it. I agree, and I'm I also have a fail for the TWSAA. Um, Tennessee's number one ranked player in the 2020 class, five-star Reggie Grimes, um, played at Mount Juliet. His dad got a coordinator position at Ravenwood, and so he announced that he was going to transfer to Ravenwood to play for his dad, and they said he was ineligible for next season. I mean, it's it's one thing that your dad gets a volunteer coach position, coaching freshman Long snappers. Yeah, but it's like your job taking it. Yeah, yeah but you're a coordinator. And apparently there's like a rule to protect them from that, but it's like, I don't know. It's And especially like if they physically move addresses, that should definitely have something to do with it. I don't yeah. know if they are or have or what, but I that mean, should trump whatever it is. Yeah, so. NCAA, or sorry, that too, but TWSAA, you got to be in, in it for the kids. I mean, you wouldn't have a job if it weren't for kids. Yep. So that's that's what you should be in the profession for. So you need to, I don't know, you need to do something. What you're doing ain't work. Yep. UNC's up early 2-0 right now. Ooh. Yeah. It was bases loaded uh, with one out before they, before a, uh, a single scored two runs. Dang. So, ball's down early. That's tough right there. That is definitely tough. Um, what was my other fail? I think that was it, actually. That's it for me. I do have something I want to mention because this is awesome. Uh, James underscore Dater, whoever that is, tweeted his plan. So I think there were eight technical winners for the Spelling Bee this year. Um, so they need to uh, obviously reform those rules. So his plans for the Spelling Bee are no ties. Uh, the kids spell until they can't anymore. 
Three, uh, his first rule is at 1 a.m. they lose the ability to hear the word in a sentence, so you can't read that for them. At 2 a.m. the word is not repeated back. And at 3 a.m., every word is a small Wellish town. I don't know if you've seen some of the Wellish towns. Have you seen the names for them? I'll have to show them to you after the show. If you guys don't, Google them and look it up. It's They're awesome. They make no sense. I don't know how they got to that point. Um, but it's it's incredible, some of the Wellish towns out there. I'll, I'll look it up after this. They're, they're awesome. Stupidity is an epidemic. I don't know if this is stupidity. I don't know. Um, I guess it is, because if you're a front, front wiper, you're pretty stupid. But good news is... Your problems are solved. You don't have to like reach in there anymore because there's a tool aid tool that um, it's a comfort wipe. It extends uh, over what 15 man? inches. It grips the toilet paper or pre-moistened wipes, and you don't even have to get all in there. So you're almost like a back wiper and a front wiper at the same time. Oh my! Bad God. news: Walmart's out of stock, so you'll have to find somewhere yeah. else to get it. Sure. But it solves all your problems, front wipers. You probably get one at like Goodwill or something. Yeah, probably. Probably use. It's Oof. all good, right? Sure. That's terrible. You, you Don't be a front whopper. Please do not be a front whopper. <laughs> so my stupidity is an epidemic. Sam Smith, our boy, is back. He's back. <clears throat> um, so do you Dennis, think he? Do you think it's a troll, or do you think he's actually mad about all the things he gets mad about? I think he is mad. He's just one of those people that are just mad. Just wants to be mad about something. So he said, um, after Tennessee lost to Liberty on Friday, he said, "It's over. You suck. This staff sucks. I hope we get a new staff." And roster, you can't handle the bright lights. I was right. I've said it all year that Tony is a bottom-tier coach. Fire Tony, fire Josh, fire Frank. Fire them all, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy is fired up. Um, so we had a Twitter question about Sam. Um, and Sam, just just so you know, like this is after you've tweeted that, that Tennessee is now in the regional final. Um, and it's been 14 years since Tennessee's been in – the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty successful season, um, in my opinion, even right. though they're down 3-0 right now to North Carolina. Um, but uh, at Soldier Boys Flow, he said, should we hire Sam Smith as head coach for football? Clearly he thinks he should be. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I definitely think Sam hire Smith should be. Tomorrow, today. I think that's that would be the only thing that would make him happy. So... Yeah. No, Sam, maybe he'd fire himself, though, real early on. Sam is mad online. He's mad. I bet he's having a field day with Tennessee right now. Do you have another stupidity? Um, I don't have any more stupidities. So I have one more, and it's Anna O. O-U. I don't know how you would say O-U. Anyway. Ow. <laughs> she says, I feel like Pocahontas... If Poca- I feel like if Pocahontas was a real person, she'd be... Um, I don't know how you say say she's a singer and songwriter. Tanashi, Tanashi, I think it's how you say it. How would you say that name? Tanashi. Yes, Tanashi. She said, "I feel like if Pocahontas is real, was a real person, she'd be Tanashi." Pocahontas was a real person. She was. I hate to break it to her. Was she? Pocahontas was. Yeah. Yeah. Are you thinking Sacagawea? Pocahontas was real. Are you thinking Sacagawea? I'm pretty sure Pocahontas was real, right? I don't know. I think so. I think, not, you're, think- I'm, I'm I think you're thinking of Sacagawea. She was real. Oh, she was, maybe. Yeah, she was real. I was going to say, I know John Smith was like a real person at Jamestown, but yeah, okay, she was. Sweet. I'm not an idiot. I wasn't sure. Like, I knew I knew John Smith was real, so you I wasn't sure if that was himself. like 
Huh? It made me second guess myself. I was like, am I the idiot? Here? Well, I wasn't sure, so I just wanted to just wanted to be yeah. sure. That's all. Just wanted, to, just wanted to make sure. Double check you, you know. Ooh. Turn we have some you. friends. We have some friends? We do. Sweet. I love friends. I love them. So I'm going to tell you about our friend at SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot, great deal. Yellow dot, good deal. Red dot, not so good deal. Duh. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. Possibly a Neyland next year. What are you waiting for? They're there. Take it. Do it. You see geek. Yep. That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And if you guys are looking to gamble on a little bit, Ooh. a little bit of games, I can help you. I can't tell you who to bet on, but I can tell you who to bet with. That's my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to go to my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners. That's been good to me. So I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. For you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, but only if you use a promo code issue. It's promo code issue, I-S-S-U-E. If you visit my bookie online today, it's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code issue when signing up to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out. Go check them out, guys. They're the best. Best in the business. Both those people are best in the business. What are you waiting for? Guys, thank you all for joining. We're going to go watch Vol Baseball. Hopefully advance to tomorrow. Take UNC to an elimination game. That'd be nice. Get your shirts. Yeah, get your shirts. You you, you ended up wearing yours. follow us on, we're back on Instagram. We're trying to we're gonna to try to make be more active on Instagram. We like Instagram, so we'd like to use it. Yeah. So go check us out, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out. So what?